This episode was brought to you by William Mitchell Audio. I heard tell there's been some fancy pants audio engineering companies in Hollywood talking smack and saying that they are better than William Mitchell Audio. And that simply is not true. If you think for one second that William Mitchell Audio doesn't bring professionalism and high fidelity quality sound engineering to every project You've been smoking too much adrenochrome in Tinseltown. Go to williammitchellaudio.com. My guest today is Tara Jean O'Brien. Tara is a graduate of the University of Southern California with degrees in theater and political science. She was hell-bent on breaking into comedy, so she trained at the Groundlings, I.O. West, Upright Citizens Brigade, and lots of other dark rooms around Los Angeles. She had a two-woman comedy band called Vomit which played in various Los Angeles, Los Angeles comedy <laughs> clubs, including becoming regulars at the Laugh Factory and the Improv. She is currently on the Second City LA House long-form team. Brother Bradley, the former I.O. West current Acme sketch team, Drug Money, the short-form house improv team at Flappers Comedy Club, the sketch team. By the way, I, I mess up every bio, so this isn't... This isn't this I love right. it. I kind of like horror team better. That's probably more accurate. Everybody knows I can't fucking read. Uh, the Volcano at the Ruby, as well as co-hosting her own character show called Fundraiser. She is a former headline writer for The Onion, which I'm so stoked about, honestly. That was like how I uh, found you. Two different online web series campaigns for Samsung and currently is a contributing writer to someecards.com and good dot is at upworthy she's written sketches for many sketch teams and you can find some of her favorite ones with hey neighbor tara has also been a location manager for many years having worked on key and peel playing house nobodies and girlfriend's day starring bob odenkirk she recently produced music videos for harry shearer's character Derek smalls of spinal tap hell yeah hell yeah uh, film and television appearances include Conan O'Brien, Tosh.0, Teachers, General Hospital, and the cult horror hit Rubber, which, here's a caveat, is not a porn. It is not. It is absolutely not. But which would be like, would be so gnarly if like <laughs> you had this whole thing here and it was like all these like really, really like nice, like awesome things and then at the end, it was just a porn. And it was like, oh, that's another thing I did. Like, and my crowning achievement was the last porno film that I did. Thank you so much. It's the, the latest uh, Trump parody <laughs> porn. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, what's up, Tara? Dude, Doug, I just want to start by, by asking a simple question. Am I on right now the second most popular podcast in Nashville? No, I can't believe you asked that question because I was about to get into that. Boom! <laughs> 
I did some research. Also, I just looked at your Instagram this morning, I think. I think you just posted about it, right? Congratulations. I won that honor um, this morning. And if I may, can I just read you this little part of my... uh, Here's a little funny thing, too. I wrote your interview this morning, uh, Walking My Dog, like just blasting like drum and bass on my headphones like like chill like that because that's how i write you know but i do talk to text then i go back and i try and make it work but uh anyway most (laughs) people only think about me when they're thinking about their dog's poop by the way you know when they're picking up after their dog that's that's my that's when my my stuff really fills people's brains really (laughs) just kidding (laughs) (laughs) what i was gonna say was uh you know, this was originally going to be the comedy and politics episode because I like to try and give individual episodes a theme. And, you know, like I did like the wilderness survival and a bunch of other shit I've done. But it turns out this is going to be the comedy, politics, and celebration episode. Boom. Because, because like you said, I just won second place for best podcast in Nashville. That's and, oh, great. Uh, I'm drinking out of my USC Trojans cup. Fight I'm, on. I know you're an alumni. Fight on. Why do you have a USC Trojans cup? Well, I didn't earn it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just gifted. Just uh, gifted. Well, no, no. My girlfriend went to uh, USC. Oh, man. You're a, a smart man. You're a smart a, man. You know how to pick them. She was a, a jazz major. She's, she plays upright bass. That's amazing. But now she's out here trying to fix the uh, education system. She's like kind of like a boss lady, so it's kind of weird she's with me. And who fucking knows? I mean, we all take a step down once in a while, Doug. I know, so. man. <laughs> we have to slum it sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, I just <laughs> I gotta get get, it, get into this a little bit. Uh, speaking of podcasts, yes. Uh, when I was preparing for this interview with you and trying to get a better idea of who you are. I decided to listen to you on some other podcasts and oh. I just checked out the latest episode of cinema craptaculous <laughs> yes. and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is the one that's the Jeff Goldblum one. Uh, yeah, this is a real movie. It was called vibes. Oh, we're going to talk about this a lot. It comes oh, up. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm a, I'm a fan of all uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it, but uh, can you, Maybe explain what that podcast is all about, and just so everyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Sure, yeah, I mean for sure, it's called Cinema Craptaculous. And my friend, um, I met this. My friend is Adam. We've done improv together for years and years. And he was like, "Hey, my friend um, Dave, like he has this kind of banner group of podcasts called Cinema Craptaculous, and they sort of do different movie reviews, right? And they do reviews of like uh, new releases. Um, they do like they have one that's all about horror and sort of one that's about sci-fi and stuff. And I guess they had done this B movie review one, and they sort of dropped off because the other host didn't want to do it but Dave still did so Dave was like hey Adam like you know do you want to come do it with me and do you know any like funny women and so you know Adam Adam and I haven't worked together on anything so he's like come do this and so I go there and Dave's like okay let's just like we watch I forget what movie we watched first but he's like yeah let's just do this as a test episode like I don't think anything's gonna come out of it and I'm like oh Yes, it is. You are just going to, we're going to, we're going to roast this movie. And so then, um, like Dave was like, oh yeah, I guess I should put this out. And so that's what we do. So we review, we try to find the best of the worst movies and we review them. And it's sort of like not any specific genre, but I mean, you know, most of those movies tend to be like 
I don't know. We like I watched my very first kung fu movie because of this podcast. Wait, the, the, the very five first time you watched a kung fu movie was recently. I get it. I understand. Okay. I understand. Um, yes, I am a loser, but it's called The Five Venoms, and I was—I mean, I was blown away by yeah. a how much I don't know about cinema that comes from like kung fu. Like so much does. It's awesome. Um, I mean, have, anyway. have you heard of the uh, the Wu Tang Clan? They're like a rap group. Familiar, uh, familiar. Okay. Yeah, they they do they rap a lot about. Um, Never mind. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. You go ahead. Keep, keep going. <laughs> no, no. I'd like you to tell me more about Wu Tang Clan, uh, as if I was an alien from another planet. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, anyway, so that's what we do. So this latest movie, we Dave somehow found this movie called Vibes, and it's from the '80s, and it's starring Jeff Goldblum and Cyndi Lauper. And I was like, oh my god, I love everything about '80s movies. I was like, such like a like everything. I've seen everything. How did I? I've never even heard of this movie. Hold up, I, I have to interrupt you because this is like where I was trying to get to and I didn't realize you were going to like jump right into what I was going to ask. And it was just this, like before, like yes. you go all the way is that I was going to say that when I first, uh, so I checked it out. I actually, I watched the trailer to the movie before I watched your podcast and I was like, fuck yeah. Yes, and, exactly. and I was like, I was super stoked. I was like, all right, there's a Jeff Goldblum movie that I've never seen with Cindy Lauper and she's supposed to be a psychic and I guess he's a psychic and that's their shit. And, but way before you even finished the episode, I had already decided, like, I didn't want to see this movie. Like just like listening to you talk about it. I was like, no, this doesn't sound like fun. Like, uh, but that's what I was going to say. Like, can you give us a brief synopsis of this uh, film anyway? Because honestly, I'm still going to watch it. I'm definitely going to find it somewhere. You said it's like, it's probably on Amazon prime. Is that what you guys were saying? Yeah, it was on prime. We watched it on prime. This and podcast has beef with uh, Jeff Bezos, though, so I'm not sure if I can. Uh, listen, who doesn't, do right? Like, but you know what, Jeff Bezos has all our money, so he, I guess he's, yeah. Um, anyways, so this, God, how to encapsulate this movie? I, I'll just say, if you do watch the trailer online, the trailer online has almost nothing to do with what the movie's about. <laughs> it's like, I feel like they shot the whole movie and they're like, oh man, like we can't even get a trailer out of this. So let's just have them doing weird things with their hands behind glass and like take like the two best lines Jeff Goldblum has out of the movie and then there's your trailer. So basically- yeah, that, that, I would say one, the, the, the line in the thing is, he holds his girlfriend's underwear yes. and he goes, and his psychic ability is that he can uh, hold things and know what happened to him. And he yes. goes, another man held this underwear and that's like <laughs> i was like that's a cool power i guess yeah so the whole premise of the movies is that the that they're both psychics and that there's this group of psychics that they get together to test their powers and this other guy wants these psychics because like the hidden agenda is they're trying to find this ancient incan city that has all this psychic energy and let me tell you, that's where the movie goes off the rails. Very quickly, immediately, essentially, it goes off the rails. But it, it's crazy because you think, God, they had all the right pieces. This movie should have been like, a, like out of the park perfect. And it goes downhill like almost immediately. <laughs> I, mean, like, I didn't recognize some of the names that, uh, <clears throat> I mean, like you guys are all in Hollywood and, uh, and probably are, like, you're, just, you're more familiar just because. Like, sure. Yeah, but you yeah. were talking about like, uh, like the the director, you were saying he was important for some reason. Like I didn't recognize his name, but like what he, he made like weird science or some shit. Dude, that guy that guy directs episodes of Veep. Like any any television show that you think is funny, that guy Ken Quabas, he's directed like every single. He's like directed on every funny comedy of like since the eighties, and it's so crazy that 
you know, and it's also like, you never know. Listen, he could have, that script could have been garbage. It could have started as garbage. And he was like, this is a huge paycheck and it's Jeff Goldblum and, you know, Cindy Lauper, we got to get something out of this. Right. And then it just goes downhill quickly. And she was huge back. Uh, <clears throat> that was her height, man. That was her she height. Was, uh, she wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun, right? Is that her? Yes. Like, when I'm in the middle of the night, my daddy life. True Colors. I mean, she's yeah. like, she's written hit after hit after hit. And that was the height of Cindy Lauper fame. You know, I honestly, I have to admit, like, I really identify with Girls Just Want to Have Fun, even though I'm a dude. Because it's like, just it's just a fucking fun song. And it really speaks to, like, speaks to me. For that sure. means because you're a complete person, dog. You can be yeah. feminine and masculine. You can appreciate all sides of yourself. And you just want to have fun. I hear I that all it. the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else? <laughs> anyway, man, I guess we, we you did an entire podcast on vibes. And if anybody wants to check it out, they can go check out Cinema Craptaculous. And you're funny as fuck in it. And oh, thank also, you. <laughs> also, uh, your friends are really funny, too. Like I was like, I really enjoyed everybody's take. Uh, I feel like you, I mean, and no offense, but like, I feel like to your friends, but like, I feel like, uh, you brought some of the best zingers. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Especially Thank when you. we were talking about like, cause it, I think that film was probably pretty sexist. And oh my God. It hurt my soul. It took away, it took away some of my feminine. Like, I don't think I can call myself a feminist and actually have having seen that movie, but well, yes. It's so weird too. Cause like Cindy Lauper, I would feel like, you know, girls just want to have fun is a feminist song. It really Absolutely. is. And, yes. uh, but apparently, like, her entire character is just that, like, her goal is to find a man to complete her. She maybe has two lines in the whole movie that aren't about uh, her, her like, search for a man or her body. Like, maybe that's, like, that's it. Otherwise, it's like, what's that over there is probably, like, the only line that she has that she's not, like, <laughs> I need to be married. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to shit all over this movie yet myself because I haven't seen it. But <laughs> I, And also, I like, I like some trashy, shitty movies. So, who yeah. knows, man? Uh, I mean, check know. it out. <laughs> check it out. Listen, quarantine's been a long time. Listen, it's not the bottom of the barrel, but it's close. It's close. I will say this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to check it out, even though uh, you gave it a rating of stay the fuck away from this movie. Yeah. And I'm going to check it out anyway. But I have to get to something that I, it's, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave vibes for a minute. Uh, well, but you know what, though? But you never really leave vibes, but that's oh, okay. Yeah. We can move on. Man, I'm all about like yelling shit like good vibes only and live, laugh, love all the time. It's like my new, uh, especially when I like argue with proud boys on Twitter, but Oh man. Yeah. I do. This is this thing. Like when you, uh, when I was, uh, checking out your stuff, like this is something that is really ironic and this is a pro a project you're up to, but, uh, oh. it's pretty funny because, uh, it's, a you got a project coming up that involves the neighborhood app. And Next, it's yeah. super crazy because I had just discovered that app the week, the very first episode of this podcast came out. So like seven months ago. And you mean and next door? Yes. Well, yeah. Next door. Oh, it's called next, next door. It's called next yeah. door. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. No, I'm just letting you know. Just no, so people you know. need to know those. Yeah. Because if you want to like listen to some, all the paranoid lunatics in your uh, neighborhood, they're on there. It's like Facebook for like the people that have just lost their shit. Uh, but uh, uh, and if you go check out uh, episode one of this podcast with my guest, uh, DJ Kids Meal, shout out to him for being the first guest. There's an entire segment called Colleen's Crime Corner. Oh my God. And it's literally just a dramatization 
of a bunch of crazy quotes from like, like I said, the lunatics and they just came straight off that app. Like, so I think a lot of people like maybe didn't get the joke when it came out because uh, the yeah. app's not that popular. And they thought maybe like that was like scripted. It wasn't scripted. It was, those are just quotes and it was just Dude. dramatized into uh, there's, there was a, a, a restaurant called Logan's Roadhouse over okay. like in this strip mall near here. And it went out of business and like the conspiracy theories <laughs> that popped up on, uh, on this app. But uh, just so everybody can get on the same page with us, uh, can you explain to the listeners like what the neighborhood, what neighborhood app is and then also like uh, explain like what you're going to be doing with it because I, I, I definitely want to hear this. Sure. Okay. So it's, so it's called Nextdoor. So basically Nextdoor is a neighborhood app. It's a sort of like the old school, like back in the day, like the community poster board, right? Like at the park or something, you could put up a flyer, like, you know, book club or like missing my dog or missing my cat. Um, but so this is sort of like the aggregate of that um, for, for like everybody. And you can only like, First of all, everybody should download this just because there are actual useful information in it. Like if there's an emergency or something like, you know, your local police department, your local representatives, all those people can post onto next door. So you have like, you know, like when is street like cleaning going to happen? When is, you know, like, especially during pandemic, there's been lots and lots of things that, you know, we need to know. And it's generally next door is a good resource for that. However, that is where the good resource of next door stops. Like <laughs> after that, it is a rabbit hole of conspiracy theories people posting like weird shit like when they're drunk or who god knows what so anyway so you can only join your neighborhood's next door community right like i can't go join yours and you can't join mine so you have to put in your address you join the thing and then you're connected with all your neighborhood in, in whatever i don't know what the distance is or how they do it but anyway so when I first joined, it was the first time I had, like, my husband and I bought a townhouse. And so I was like, oh, I got to join this, you know, get to know the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And it was almost immediate that I was like, oh, all of my most racist neighbors are on next door. <laughs> and it's so true. Oh, they're so crazy. <laughs> and it's amazing why, what, first of all, what people post on there. And second of all, why they would post it. Like so many of it, you're just like, but why would you, why would you post? Like there's the, the, one of the best posts I've ever seen is this guy's like, Hey, you know, my 12 year old, he keeps asking us if he can drink, like if he can have wine with us. Like apparently he goes to his friend's house and his dad lets him have beer. By the way, he's circumcised. Like, what does that have? Like, why, what does that have to do with? There's so much, oh there's so much to unpack God. on next door. Yo, there's, do yourself this dude, a favor. there's this dude in my neighborhood. He like went on there and like on a rampage because sure. he, uh, he's a dog trainer from oh, i guess the uh mars and he was just like <laughs> talking about like uh well i mean or or from like jolly old england where uh we you know where you walk on the, the different side of the we have a greenway the whole point is this person right. was just like livid that people were walking their dogs on the wrong side of the greenway and it was fucking up his dog training and i was like dude you're nuts and you're not a dog trainer and nobody would ever <laughs> hire you <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 crazy banana so anyways a friend of mine my friend scott and i talked about this about a year ago we were going to write a live show like a um i don't know if you guys are familiar with like the moth or that show mortified where people read from like their diaries from when they were 12 
I'm not. First of all, you should look it up. It's a very crazy, like, it's a show that's like hilarious because like so much of the stuff you wrote when you were like a kid is like insane. But it's also this beautiful, genuine show like of, you know, kids who are trying to come out or like these beautiful stories. Anyways, so we were like, let's do something based based on Next Door where we could incorporate sketch and improv. And then obviously um, this, you know, this uh, life-changing 2020 happens. And so he and I are both, you know, out of work. And he's like, let's, because he's a filmmaker, he's like, let's film this. Like, let's try to figure out a sanitized COVID way where we can drop off gear to, like, he found a camera. He and his brother, his brother's post-production supervisor. He's a director, whatever. And so they figured out this little kit that we could drop off to each actor's house so we could do it safely. And they could control the camera from their phone um, outside the house. So we did this whole thing. So now it's a short and we're, we're almost finished with it and we're going to... Um, Send it out to festivals first, but it's it's all uh, based on next door posts. <laughs> I can't wait, and I I just have to like <clears throat> like I I feel like if it wasn't for my next door neighbor, and she's the one that like got me into it. She's like, but she's she's a believer, so she's oh. like, yeah, she's she's like telling she's like she told me there was a bear in our neighborhood. <laughs> we live in Na- we live in downtown Nashville, and like. But somebody okay. had, but people do this like a lot. There's a lot of trolls on there, and somebody oh. posted a posted a bear breaking into a car that probably happened in like I assume Canada, but like posted <laughs> and they're like this just happened in like downtown Nashville. Watch out! Put your dogs inside. So uh, the next door nap. I mean, what's it called? The next door app. Yeah, it's next door. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm sorry that I, I thought it was. I don't know why I thought it was called neighborhood. Anyway. It's because you're traumatized. That's why you can't. You can't get it out. It's a barrel of laughs. Just, just read it and read it in a funny voice, and you'll just like. <laughs> I don't even think you have to read it in a funny voice. I read it in a. Oh my god! How is that person? Like, how is that person five doors down from me? Like, that's the thing. I'm not going to go by that guy's house anymore. That's for damn sure. My neighbors are so kooky that like I'm not even the bit like the least bit surprised. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. These people think this kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm in LA. And so it's very, you know, it's very diverse and very varied, but it is every once in a while, you're like, hmm, okay, that's a new level of conspiracy theory. Crazy. Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, Tara, I hate to say this. I need a two minute break. God damn it, Doug. I'll edit it out. So there won't be two minutes of silence in the actual podcast. That's totally fine, man. Do what you need. Sorry, to I'm, uh, I'll be right back. Bye. All good. All good. Hold up. It's time for an ad. Are you tired of getting kicked off of all sorts of stuff like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and the Homeowners Association (laughs) and having all your smart-ass friends and relatives accuse you of being paranoid and a liar? Well, guess what? My Views of My Own has teamed up with some of the world's best app developers to bring you the new and exciting app, Neighborhood Lookout. The next time you spot a mountain lion in your neighborhood and it makes you want to say something super racist, go ahead and post it on the Neighborhood Lookout app. This app has literally no restrictions whatsoever. You can say whatever you want about your neighbor's kids' lemonade stand selling drugs, a construction site that's spying on you, or diseases being manufactured in secret labs in your neighborhood. This app has no oversight at all. There won't be any, quote, responsible members of society on here trying to say that your statements are harmful or misleading or dangerous just pure looking out for the neighborhood baby so just go to myviewsmyown.com to download the app today and now back to the interview
Did you stay? I left. Oh, damn it. I left. <sighs> I was really excited about this episode. And I can't. <laughs> so I, I last minute everything. Uh, you know, actually, just getting back into it, man, because I go way off the rails and I don't write my interviews very well. I kind of just do bullet points. Yeah. And I was kind of stoked. Uh, also, going back to like your podcast, I'm glad I listened to like uh, to know how to pronounce your name. And, so, and I feel like I might have just called you Tara. You and didn't. I, know- I was actually going to like acknowledge it, but I was like, I'm just going to be happy about the win that somebody said my name right without me having to be like, um, it's Tara. It's Tara, Tara, you dumb fuck. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen this. Uh, there's like a soap opera that I got into like a bunch of years ago. And it's called uh, The Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of it. First of all, it's Hamlet. But yes, it's also a soap opera. Yeah, dude, that show was fanatic. Yeah, and it was Tara. I know. Well, no, I uh, but I felt like uh, so the the heartthrob uh, lead. Uh, he's a British actor and Charlie and Hunnam. I, Charlie yeah. Hunnam. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Hunk. But I loved the fact that like, I guess her name was supposed to be Tara, but like his he's British accent wouldn't let him say it. He kept saying like Tara. It was fantastic. It was like my favorite thing is every time he had to say his girlfriend's name. It was pretty great. And I knew because it's it's so funny, like I not to name drop, but I did locations on a movie. One of his like first movies, God, years and years ago. He was a lovely person, by the way. And also just very handsome. Just very handsome. Hell yeah. I Uh, mean, I don't want to say I ruined him from saying Tara, but I'll say that I ruined it. He has to say Tara. Sorry. That's what happened. He met you and he was just like, it's Tara. Tara. It's Tara. And they're like on they're on set. The director's like, "Uh, it's Tara because we're rednecks. And he's like, no. He's like, no, listen to him, governor. Her name's Tara. <laughs> right. Man, my British That's accent right. sucks. Uh, <clears throat> but hey, man, we got some important shit to get into because this is the we did the celebration uh, for me. You Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. But enough about me, more about you. And also, but wait, actually, you you didn't say about the celebration. What is this like? Do you get a trophy? What do you get? Do you get anything? You just get accolades. I just get uh, free uh, free media, I guess. That's awesome. That's better than nothing. Yeah, I know for sure. I know I checked my stats and I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, <clears throat> was actually interesting because we're about to talk about California right now. And actually, when I do check my stats, so like I'm, fr- I'm from Nashville. That's so where we record this. And actually, a lot of my guests originally, when I first started this, were all Nashville people, you sure. know, and my homies. And, uh, but uh, it usually goes like uh, Nashville is like uh, number one for downloads in the US. And then. Right. California is number two, New York's number three. So cool. when we get into the California right now, it's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a shitload of people that listen to this are fucking... In- boom, boom, boom. California, <laughs> California downloads. Come on, California, download it. Uh, Most, you probably already did because you're, you're here now. So. Well, also, I mean, like, yeah, and all your friends going to listen to this too, right? Or, or, I mean, yes. I mean, like, yes. Oh, man, I did this whack-ass podcast with this weird-ass... <laughs> Fucking no, hillbilly. listen, I have I, <laughs> hillbilly, whatever. I'm my husband's from Memphis, so I have a oh, picture for Tennessee men. So there you go. Yeah. Have you, have you been to Memphis? I have been to Memphis. Dude, that's a beautiful, fun place. We had a great time there. That's like, that's, I mean, I wouldn't say there's no place like it on earth, but it's, you know, like, <clears throat> I I caught, there's like a, like a, tr- a trilogy of them, or like, oh, not a triad, I mean. Uh, there's like a Memphis, New Orleans, and Tampa. And I throw all those cities in Tampa. The <laughs> have you ever partied in Tampa? I have not had the pleasure. So, on, uh, so on sorry. On St. Patrick's Day in Tampa, it is, you can't tell the difference. You would, if, if I dropped you off, like on a helicopter, and I said, hey, you're in New Orleans. On, on St. Patrick's Day in Tampa, you'd think you were in New Orleans. You wouldn't fucking know. 
Really? That's Unless a fun you knew fact. New Orleans very well and you were able to like tell that you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where's all the French influence? <clears throat> hmm. All I see is Scientology. Uh, yeah, is that I wrong? Guess- is that wrong? You can't be someone that travels a lot and knows a lot. <laughs> but it's a great, it's a great metaphor. Thank you, Doug. You know, that's what, one of my, uh, my many talents is uh, metaphors that just fall, like, <laughs> make me look like a dipshit. Hey, <clears throat> moving on. <clears throat> We're getting into politics. All right. Let's do it. It's election season. And if you Ugh. thought this was going to be the only podcast that wasn't going to get on the political action then you must be out your mind. This is why you're number two, Doug. This is why you're number two. Thank you. Because you're you're killing it. Thank you. (laughs) Um, It's funny because the uh, the podcast that uh, beat me for number one was called The Champagne Way. And there's, they were so gracious. They actually uh, reached out to me. They shared me in their stories. And and what I'm doing is I'm doing the beer way. And that's why I got the USC cup. And I filled it with uh, some traditional Tennessee Budweiser. Good for you. Good for you. Oh. Just like champagne. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> if it was high life, it would be the champagne. Of I was going to say, even though this is the second place winner for the best podcast in Nashville, <laughs> we're actually going to be talking about California politics for a minute. So, Please. so check it out. Uh, you're about to see my degree in journalism mm. in action. So I don't, I don't know if you, if you knew that about me. You probably could just tell just by the way I speak that <laughs> I've been around the block in the journals and, world i just so, got very nervous uh hey man we're talking politics we're talking mm-hmm. california and i have the hard hitting questions can't right. wait so i heard there's a bunch of new propositions on the california ballot are these propositions all a bunch of bullshit or are they like good you know i asked the hard hitting questions <laughs> <laughs> That, yes, sure. Uh, That was hard-hitting. Also open-ended. Great. Fantastic. I love it. Look, I, um, it's funny segue. I, I, with my dual major in political science, I've always been political. I've always been a political person. I just was sort of raised as like, you know, there's the whole don't talk about politics at the dinner table, but I think that's all we could talk about because we talked about anything else we'd probably fight. So, which we did fight by politics. But anyways, uh, I've, I guess I'm a nerd and I have always, always, even back to like when I was 18, because I grew up in Nevada, but I started voting in California because that's when I was 18. And so I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't raised with like propositions. I didn't know what those were. And just so everybody knows, in 26 states, there are things called like ballot initiatives or referendums. They all have sort of different names, but in California, we call them propositions. And it's essentially like either people get a petition for something they want on the ballot. Like a couple of years ago, there was these people who were like, you know, chickens in cages are not being treated fairly. So we want to get that on the ballot. And they did, right? And you get so many signatures and blah, blah, you get your proposition on the ballot. Also, state legislators who can't get the things they want passed in Congress can also put propositions on the ballot, meaning like, hey, guys, we didn't do our job, so do it for us. Um, So anyway, so that's what propositions are. And they're in a lot of states. And in California, man, it's, it's crazy because you think, you know, you see the political ads for candidates, right? The political ads for propositions here are you are you just want to break your television. You never want to listen to the radio because at this point in the election, I mean, like 
four out of five commercials is for a freaking proposition, like a yes on this or no on this. And it is, it's so, it's meant to be confusing and it's meant to make people just go for their like gut, right? So there's this whole proposition on the ballot about dialysis, okay? Kidney dialysis. A proposition about a medical treatment? Correct. Yes, Doug. Welcome to California. So for some reason, it's put to the people, again, not not our legislators who we've elected to go do this job. And if it's basically this is the second time that there's been a proposition about kidney dialysis. And like they want to like stop it and be like, yo, man, you fuck your kidneys up, you don't deserve this. Is that what they're trying to do? Yes. We want to kill those people. That's what we're trying to do in California. We're trying to kill those stupid dialysis. No, the one, it was AB5 and it was the last election. And it's because kidney dialysis, don't know if you know this, is one of the only federally funded procedures that was passed back in the 70s by Nixon. Okay, we're going too deep now. I'm going too deep. But the point is, we spend 1% of the federal budget. Okay, you're talking a $445 billion budget. One whole percent, which is four plus billion dollars just for kidney treatment dialysis, okay? Which is where there are no other treatments medically that the United States government covers no matter what. So what the fuck do they care about that in California? So California is trying to like, because you guys are like basically like your own country. So you basically, yeah. I don't mean to divert specifically on this particular prop, but it's one that really makes me mad. Now, John Oliver, you should go back in, 20, in May 2017. He does a whole episode on this. The reason that this is an issue is there's two companies that are making billions and billions of dollars on this because it's essentially a government contract. So their goal is to get as many kidney dialysis patients in and they don't like the level of care isn't always great. Okay. So we have these two companies that are essentially bilking, you know, our tax dollars and it's not necessarily making people going through the treatment better. So back then on AB5, I don't know who put it on the budget. I forget who got it on, but it was to say essentially like, we can't like this should no longer be they should no longer be able to like be you know have free reign like they should be you know there should be like oversight right and that didn't pass because all the commercials were like people are like oh man if if this goes away i won't get my dialysis treatment i'm gonna die you're gonna kill me right and so that's right now this one all the proposition says is that a doctor should be present at the clinic because right now you don't have to have a doctor at these clinics that's what the proposition is. And all uh, of the okay. ads. I'm starting to get a little bit now. This is a bunch of dark money, shysty shit. Dark because- money stuff. Yeah. So it's it's all, and like that's so much of these propositions is the people who put them on the ballot often, you know, they, they're trying to do something good. But then the people who don't want them, it's, it is, it's dark money. It's, you know, untraceable money, super PACs, all this stuff. So the point is, anybody in California, it's yes on 23. But anyways, I digress. No, it took me a second to catch on because I was like, well, I'm pro-dialysis. Of course. Who isn't? <laughs> Nobody wants like, people to die. But no, but they, so, that's, that's, of no, that's, how, that's how they do that's how they. That's how they get you. They always pick some shit that makes you sound like an asshole if you're against it. And they're like, Absolutely. Oh, wait, you're against babies? You monster. Right. Oh, yo, hey, right. uh, real quick, man. Like, this is, uh, I just want to shout this out. Uh, especially shout out uh, Black Lives Matter here in Nashville because our protests were fucking bomb. And I know they were great in LA too. And I mean, obviously LA is fucking fantastic for stuff like that. But here in Nashville, like we really, really showed up and nice. it was dope. <clears throat> but here's the thing. We had a, so we, we had our uh, BLM protests that, during the summer that were like big. And then we had an additional one because in our 
Capitol building, there was a gold or a gold or bronze uh, statue of the founder of the Ku Klux Klan, and they oh, had yeah. his fucking. Uh, they had him in like an archway, and it's like when you walk into the Capitol building, you look at this guy, and he was the founder of the Ku Klux fucking Klan. So we're like, we're like, hey, get rid of it, and this, these protests, and so. Speaking of referendums, the you know uh, Nashville is uh, uh, a pretty like dope place. So, like it's a it's a good city. Yeah. Well, we're in a state like Tennessee where there's so much. There actually is a lot of Ku Klux Klan still alive and operative here, and so uh, uh, and it, it went to like state uh, level shit. So actually, yeah. it wasn't even our city that decided. It was like state level shit, and they voted to keep the fucking Ku Klux Klan man in. So then we uh, had more protests trying to get this fucking uh, hate symbol out. And, uh, but we won. And what well, we Good. sort of won. It should have been melted down and turned into something else, but they took it and they moved it to like a, a shittier city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, Dolly Parton's America, but they actually interviewed, I think it was your governor who talked about why initially he didn't want that to be removed. And I was like, bro, listen, there's a better hill to die on. Don't be that. Don't, that shouldn't be the one. It should oh, be about a bust. Uh, our governor is an air conditioner uh, salesman who uh, oh, I just like got, it. That's funny. Got, that makes more sense now. He got rich as fuck off air conditioner. Uh, basically, he was able to like self fund this ridiculous campaign. He's a piece of shit. I hate <laughs> our governor. Oh, he's he's awful, man. He was uh, trying to like pass things where like if you got caught at a protest, you would permanently lose your right to vote. I mean, this dude has been trying to like violate That's the constitution, like the like the yeah. federal. Yeah. But anyway, crazy. fuck. This was the politics episode. Shit. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump. Anyways, the point of all the the propositions in California too is that uh, I've started. To, I'm going to do a video series um, because I was like, you know what? I need to do something because I've. I see people like on social media, people I know, and I'm like, they'll be like, oh, I voted on this way on a prop. And I was like, no, but you didn't know about this. So I've just decided it's actually been a shit ton of work, um, but hopefully I'll be releasing them starting next week. Uh, just a series of videos on each proposition and sort of like the good and bad of propositions. And um, and I hope you all tune in. I'll put it on my uh, Instagram, but I'm also starting, it'll probably be on YouTube. I'm calling it Prop Euler popular get it like popular but uh, that's thank you for the pity laugh i appreciate it thank you so much that's so, my yeah. real laugh i like it uh but yeah for real shout out uh popular we'll see that popular. on youtube and always uh at the end we always do like you know check out all the other stuff and there'll be links but sweet yo if you guys like tara because she's funny as fuck just go link to her instagram for my instagram or whatever or my twitter man i got so many social medias i don't know to do. Social media, you're just drowning in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You make them dollar dollars. <laughs> All right. uh, and shit. Well, that you already. This uh, happens a lot where you answer the question I was going to ask next. I'm so sorry. I spent man. I spent literally probably 15 seconds writing that question. I'm so sorry to take down your journalism degree so handily. <laughs> well, that's what you thought until I dropped this next hard hitter. Oh snaps! <clears throat> All right. So it's come to my attention, due to uh -oh. my journalistic integrity, that you wrote a pilot, uh -huh. a script for a pilot, uh -huh. uh, and here's my two hard-hitter questions. Uh, what's going on with that, and what's it about? Ooh, hard-hitting. Very hard-hitting, prescient questions. I would drop uh, the mic, but I don't own this mic personally. <laughs> 
Don't hurt it. Yeah, that's expensive. You don't want to drink. Uh, well, I won a couple or not one. I was placed in a couple big comp- competitions last year when I like, like screenwriting um, is now also much like, point is, is you write something and you put it out to these competitions. And if you get a little attention, you can get meetings and what this, that, and the other. So anyways, it's a 30 minute pilot. I was a quarter finalist in the page awards. And then I was a semi-finalist in the inroads screenwriting competition. So I didn't like win, but you know what? Second place is not bad. It wasn't second place either, but anyway, it it got some traction. It's really good, but it's essentially about um, a 14 year old girl who loses her mom and she moves in with her grandparents and ends up uh, running their nightclub. <laughs> Dope. So yeah, that's essentially what it's about. Hell yeah. I mean, I, I also like, I mean like you're in Hollywood, you're always doing shit. Like I saw you on Tosh.0. Oh. You were fucking funny oh. as hell. I've seen, I've seen you on Conan O'Brien. You were funny as hell. Uh, so I mean like, and that's like uh, the extent of the acting I've seen you do, but like, <laughs> that's all you need. That's it. That's all no, there is. You're yeah. But, uh, but I guess that's like, I, I know that's kind of the thing out there is like, you know, writing pilots and seeing like uh what's gonna stick right like seriously i mean i've been out here i won't say how many years because i'm very very young uh hollywood young uh but you listen the only not everybody is going to get a tv show not everybody is going to become a writer not every so you either you have to make a life out here that is fulfilling for fulfilling and fulfilling Um, you know, you have to find your people. And I know that LA can be really hard for a lot of people. And I think, you know, I had a leg up because I went to college here, which was, you know, like you have a little core group of people and then you sort of, you know, you know, the city and I spread out from there, but I, I always knew I would end up here and I always knew that this would be my home. And, you know, I, I love, I love LA. I hate to sound like a little billboard, but I really do. It's, it's provided me a lot of opportunities, but it, It doesn't, it doesn't hand you anything. Like at the end of the day, LA owes you nothing. And it shows you that nearly every day. So if you don't find ways, especially now, oh my gosh, especially now, it actually doesn't matter where you are. You can make your own content and get noticed and just like find, you know, even podcasting, man, like podcasting wasn't around. It wasn't even that popular, like even five years ago. And now you can connect with people and uh, everywhere and make, and you know, get your brand out there in the way you want to get it out there. Yeah, I mean, like, there is a mass exodus uh, from L.A. to Nashville right now. because all the people Oh, like, I'm so sorry about that then. Yeah. You're probably not getting the best and brightest. No, we just got Ben Shapiro. He's he's bringing oh. his entire fucking uh, Nazi uh, publication out here. But oh, good for him. What a great guy. It's like uh, Nashville is like a, a kind of a place for people that can't cut it in L.A. They can come here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, but I do want to shout out once again because we're doing the celebration episode in addition to politics and comedy. Sure. That, uh, so, I mean, in the past, I mean, this, this city has been unrecognizable over the past decade of like uh, development and people moving here by like, uh, and within my county, you know, like we're not even talking about like the richer people that are outside of, you know, uh, Davidson County, which is like where downtown is uh, by the millions. And I bet, Tons of those uh, people in LA that sucked that came here and brought their podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. You can't beat me on my own turf. <laughs> That's right. You tell them, Doug. You say, Second get your place. dirty California podcast out yeah. of here. And I actually, and I just uh, got like the people that uh, that won first place reached out to me and said some nice things. That's I, nice. I don't, I don't know anything about them at all, but I just know that they. Uh, we're kind uh, through the internet. So, oh, well, that's nice. That's, see, you know what? That's not always necessarily a thing that would happen in LA. I yeah. mean, 
you know, we're a supportive community, depending contingent on very many things. But yeah, no, I, I mean, the comedy community out here is actually deceptively um, supportive. And I think, you know, listen, this is, we're, we're all in this and any, anything arts wise, anything live performance, it's, it's grim. It's, it's not a, it's not a good look right now. And a lot of us are very concerned about what that means. I mean, you know, iOS shuttered its doors a year or so before, you know, this all happened, you know, UCB shuttered its New York um, uh, space second city's for sale so like you know I, I don't you know live shows live theater live music everybody needs to take a minute and think about like is it coming back and how is it going to come back because i'm not going to go i'm not going to go perform in a comedy club right now you know with you know tw- like an audience of 100 people's projectile laughter like <laughs> coming at me it's 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 kind of a scary time live wise so you know, I think we're going to get through it, but I think I'm very curious to see how comedy comes back. And I, and I hope it comes back very strong. I'm hoping that too. And also, man, I want to give another like shout out to LA for just like, or, or even uh, Hollywood and, and some LA shout outs. But uh, I would say like, even if you're a despicable fucking racist, uh, <laughs> proud boy walking around wearing a fucking AK 47 and taking shots at uh protesters, you know what, man, if it wasn't for Hollywood, you wouldn't be able to quote the Matrix or Fight Club or literally everything that the, that you quote because you don't read books. So shut the fuck up. You need Hollywood. Might drop again. <laughs> Dude, get them, dog. Get them. I mean, all those memes you like. Like, there's so many memes that those douchebags like use, and I'm like, you know, that's all movie quote stuff and like movie things. Like, okay, you can keep hating Hollywood. That's all right. Yeah. Also, you- the people that made the Matrix. I mean, like, I'm not. Beat it up towards everybody knows, but like, uh, I think one of the twins uh became trans. Uh, she made uh Since Eight, which is a really great Netflix uh show. I don't know if you have checked it out. Oh, I've not watched it, but yes, I've heard of it. No, I'm not. I thought, I thought it was really fun and really cool. And it's just, anyway, it's like, it's like, it's like, yo, you're getting all your ideas from like creative people, like, yeah, and they keep trying to like, they try to keep cancel people on like on their side. I'm like, yo, dude. You're going to have no one left but Kid Rock and fucking, uh, <laughs> who else, man? That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's, well, you know what? You can have Kid Rock. That's, that's fine. I think we're all okay with that. Hold up. It's time to reach into the mailbag. Every week on the show, we check the mailbag to see if anyone has written a message to the show, and then we read their message out loud. This week's message comes from Mary. Mary wrote, <clears throat> I am really glad to be in contact with you. I don't come on here often. Smiles. I really like your profile, and I like what I have gotten to know about you so far. I would love to get to know you as you sound like a very interesting person, plus you are handsome. I am Mary from New York, United States of America. Tell me more about you. In fact, it would be my pleasure to know more about you. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Mary. Flattery will get you everywhere. And thanks for writing on the show. And now back to the interview. All right, man. I I keep taking us like way off the rails. That's part of my uh, my issue. But I do have to ask this. Like you were talking about Second City a minute ago? Yeah. Uh, but you guys are still performing a little bit? Uh, 
Yeah. So our team decided, you know, when this was all first happening, we were kind of like, everybody's like, Oh God, what are we going to do? Like, we got to do something. So we, we like, you know, deep dove into the internet of how do you, how can we stream? You know, we had, you know, lessons from 13 year olds who do this on Twitch, I guess. And, you know, for their video games, whatever. So anyways, after many trials and errors, we found a streaming service. So, um, we started doing it every Saturday where we just did a live 30 minute show, uh, improvised via zoom basically just basically just like this and so now we do it more like twice a month but i think we're the only team that we know of that's still performing and you know in zoom improv is not like how my my ideal like format to do improv but it's it's still nice to connect with the people on my team that i love so much and we could it's still funny and it's actually more filmic in a way you can do like kind of fun things that you would never be able to do on stage so it's been it's been a grand experiment we'll say that but we do perform essentially every other saturday um on our youtube channel for brother bradley brother bradley improv and uh yeah so we're trying we're trying to keep improv alive baby that was something I didn't uh, learn until kind of later on. Uh, some of like the absolute funniest people that I, I in my opinion, like uh, that I think are the greats. I didn't realize improv is where you guys all get your start is I guess what, uh, maybe because it's an exercise and, sure. and you like, and you, and you have to like use your mind and be quick. <clears throat> and that's why, I don't know. Who's a good example. Uh, like uh, Stephen Colbert, I guess is like a good example or like Amy yep. Poehler people like that yep. where it's like you go back and it's like, well, they start out with improv and then like they're funny as fuck forever. So that's like, right. Yeah. Shout no, out you, improv, dude. Shout out improv. Every, first of all, I think every person, everybody should do improv. You should take an improv class every, because like beginning improv is all about saying yes. It's about agreeing to whatever you're given. And I think that helps you in business in life, because if you find a way to say yes to everything, it's just like you're creating new like brain pathways to fix problems or just like, yeah, I don't want to do that, but this isn't my game, right? Like it's also conceding power back and forth. So I think every, like, that's why there's so many corporate, you know, workshops and stuff that bring in improvisers. Cause it's just all about like, you have to like stop putting up the walls of no, no, no. And just see like, see what happens if you just say yes. Oh, is, is that a thing? Like uh, corporations like bring in improv people to like help them like, Get their oh, yeah. dusty ass minds working. Yeah, I think it's you know they always call it like team building and stuff like that's yeah. which is another thing and I it's it's a great team building thing to do and it gets you know like so many people who work in an office are working like these really straight opposite of everything that I do it's like you get you know I think that there's a level of you know you want to seem professional and you want to seem like capable and I was like you can also be professional and capable and have fun right like or just like you know, be, uh, be more spontaneous. Yeah. That's just it's like, me. I mean, listen up, Randy, you don't have to just do a trust fall. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you can also like learn how to do some jokes, man. Also, I gotta be, uh, uh, if my dad even hears this, uh, that's my dad's name. That's also, it's my middle Aww. name. So, oh, it's hey, a great shout name. Out, shout out dad. dad. If this one, uh, I wasn't dissing you. He was, he was a firefighter though. So they didn't, they didn't need to be like that creative. <laughs> no, I do want my firefighter to actually just to to not to to, to save me. That's what I would like a firefighter to do. Yeah, like without a joke. I don't need a joke from my firefighter until after I'm alive. Like, he goes, you, you go help, and he goes yes, and <laughs> take me out of this building, take you out of this building, and bring you where? Yeah, it's exactly. We could do it all day. Um, 
And of course, you are a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any way I can persuade you to maybe share just a tiny bit of your material on this podcast? And uh, like, I know that you said uh, right, like right now you're uh, you're not doing like Zoom uh, virtual shit. Not really. Uh, but does this podcast count as like something <laughs> not quite enough Zoomy to like to like throw down uh, or or even a story? Like, I don't know. Are you a, are you more of like a storyteller? Uh, I do a little of both. I do a little of both. Um, you know, and I'd also, I, I, I totally understand that like from your position, like you need to kind of keep your material until for whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of my, like a lot of my recent material is, is talking shit about my husband because what if we're seeing a lot of each other and that's a <laughs> lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I mean, one of the things I, I say is, you know, I talk about, you know, my husband and I, like a lot of couples, we had, you know, we, we ended up going to therapy, right? And it was everything like, don't get nervous, everybody. It's cool because I won. So. <laughs> so. I love it. Ah. There you go. All right, there okay. you go. No, no, actually, I really do love it. So, <laughs> And I did win. So you were, oh, shit. <laughs> sure. real too? Oh, hey, man, no. the more real it is, the funnier it is. Um, are you more like a, like one of the, like the Mitch Hedberg type people, like where it's like, Bing bang like that, or you do like the long ass stories and like you gotta wait for the joke. You gotta wait for that joke. <laughs> you know, it's so funny when I first when I was first doing it, I really like Jim Gaffigan is really really good at the long story. But the long story, what you don't realize is like he's peppered in a joke like every third line. So it's like yeah. that's sort of like what I aspire to. But I've gotten like I really feel like if I'm gonna tour or do stuff like that, I need to have more set up punchline because that's what you know that's what. Audiences who don't know me or who don't like have the attention spans, you have to be like, but boom, like I need some some of those zingers. So I've been working on a lot of that. Also, I don't even I don't even know if you like Mitch Hedberg. Uh, I do. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like he's not everyone can just do that. No, that shit's corny as fuck. But he just had a, like a he had like a little a magic about him, you know? Because sure. like I like I don't recall ever uh, seeing a comedian that was doing like. Uh, just straight up, like almost like knock knock joke type shit, just like <laughs> over and over. But like, but each time I would, I would like laugh my ass off when it was all like when it was all new to me and I hadn't heard it before. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, for sure. There's a lot of great comedians out there that that do. You know, I think people don't appreciate how hard good stand up is. Like how how meant like it takes so much to craft one joke and to, to craft it in a way that like like it'll make you you know like that you have to buy in a to like the persona or whatever their point of view is and then like when you get it you're like oh man that guy could say anything now and i'd fucking laugh yeah so I, no i totally appreciate it and i totally un- i understand it because uh actually i think chris rock had like a thing he said one time about um like with stand-up and that it's like it's not the same thing as being the funny guy at your like thanksgiving table or like uh, my for me, you know, like my experience is a lot of times like yeah, I've done a lot of construction work in my life, uh, mm-hmm. like being on a construction site and everyone laughing at my jokes. Sure, it's like it's not my job to be funny. My job is to be like you know uh, setting tile or doing whatever the fuck I'm doing there. But I am you know, but I'm a silly fucking dude and I can't stop. And and it's and I cheer people up, I guess. And and people will be like, you're so fucking funny. You should do stand up. And I'm like. I don't think I should. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to crush my ego. 
<laughs> Dude, it is. It, it can get, it gets ugly where you like, yeah. Cause you know, you go up there with all this like vim and vigor and then you're like, yeah. And you do your first joke and it's crickets and you're like, Oh God, the world is over and I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, it's freaking hard. Cry. It's a totally different, it's a to- <laughs> writing jokes. You don't just, there's some like weird, like unicorns that can go up there and just like be instantly funny. I don't think that's in stand up. That is not me. I have to, I have to work at it. It's an improv is totally different, like times a hundred than stand up. Cause improv is, I just show up and you tell me something and I make it like funny. Like that is yeah. what improv is. Well, I think uh, and really good improv too is like funny as fuck. And it's, but it's like, it's not pre-written and that's part of why it's funny. That's part of like what well, I. Sure. It's cause it's all, it all comes from an honest place. It has to, otherwise you're like, okay. Yeah, it's it's like uh, going back to like me working construction, like uh, just like uh, I remember like you always play radios and stuff on job sites, and they're playing uh, like Pearl Jam came on, and it was uh, Jeremy spoke in class. He's like he's like man, he was talking in class, like just some stupid shit. <laughs> like in, in the moment, like I was crying off that. You know, that's not a joke. Like no one listens to podcasts right. is gonna laugh their ass off that. But you had, you know, like when you're there and that's, I think that's more like what improv is, is that like that magic of that. Yeah. I think that's why there's not really ever been really a successful television version of improv besides whose line. And that's short form. That's a totally different, like, like I do long form. I do both, but short form whose line, they do it. So like, it's like, it's perfect. Like they are the masters of what they do. And Wayne Brady is one of those unicorns. I don't care what you think about Wayne Brady. What he does is fucking magic. Wow, the dude, songs. I remember when he that, went on Chappelle's show and he like and he showed that he was evil? That was like hilarious. So good. So uh, good. Big shout out to William Brady. Also, man, I just saw some shit recently that like uh Netflix produced. It was called like Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Did you mm-hmm. Actually, that's your actually I take it back. That was ama- that was long form. And they did it really well. And I think it was shot well i think they i don't know how they talked about it or how they like got it but they really did capture what an actual good long form improv set should be like so you're so i'm wrong thank you for proving me wrong I mean, oh i didn't know that you said that <laughs> it wasn't good i'm sorry <laughs> no it's good no it's i just i had said that i didn't think there was any but i'm talking about like a long-term repeatable show right like sketch comedy like snl is on for years because it's a totally different thing and i think you know also like, improv to be, is to be super meant, honest like Actually, maybe I don't understand like uh, some of these terms. Oh, f- fair enough. If I'm so listen, I, I don't want to get all like. I thought when you, I thought when you said long, like long form or short, like I didn't realize that uh, those dudes were like a different type of, uh, of like uh, what's it called improv. Improv. I didn't realize. Style. I didn't realize they were doing something different than like. Totally. I mean, I don't think most people do, and this is where it gets into like the dorky like. This, this is the artistic side of comedy, right? Like that most people, I didn't know any of this stuff until I was in my twenties. I didn't grow up with improv. I was in a tiny house. That, like all I had was like SNL was all I had was what was funny. Like that, you know, uh, what was it? Living Color and SNL were like what I thought comedy was. I didn't know anything else about this. But as you get into it, basically improv is, there's, there's like everybody might know whose line, right? Where they give them a scenario or a game and then they play for a few minutes and they get joke, 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 okay? Long form is improv is you get one or two like just broad suggestions at the top and the idea is you're making a full length play. 
That's all it is. It's essentially, there's okay. a lot of different forms that you could get into, but the idea is, is like you want to sit down for 90 minutes or an hour or whatever, and you're going to watch an improvised start to finish play kind of. Oh, cool. Which well, is crazy. Hey, I learned something today. Hey, there you go. You heard it here first. That's what long form is. And yeah. man, don't ever tell me you didn't learn shit from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you know, long-term listeners, you know, you learn a lot of stuff on this podcast, but today we learned something very, very, I would say like, uh, like kind of something you wouldn't normally like learn anywhere, man. Like even if you like watch middle edition Swartz on fucking, uh, Netflix, Netflix, you wouldn't know what like that was a, that was a called, right? I was just like, oh, I was like, oh, cool. It's like two dudes that like play pretend <laughs> and make a whole story out of it, and then like land some jokes. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is cool. Also, that's not incorrect either. Like, it's also that. It is also exactly that. So yeah, oh. let me let me put my nerd glasses away so I can <laughs> stop talking about the forms of improv. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I do have to inform you that we are getting dangerously close to the lightning round oh no it sounds it's very warm it's very uh, warm in here before we spoke uh before we you know before we started recording you did say you've heard an episode or two uh yeah yeah i think lightning lightning round started around like episode three maybe so i don't know where you what you listen to <clears throat> so i'm gonna go and tell you the rules the okay lightning round is i ask you a series of questions like super fast light lightning and you have no time to think. You have to do gut reaction. Answer the question as fast as you can. Uh, I have a good. I have a good feeling you're going to win. But I want to be <laughs> honest. A lot of people actually have never made it. Like they don't make it through the lightning round without like getting into like just. Uh, they don't make it. <laughs> okay, so you're you're challenging me as a feat of strength to make it to the end. Fair enough, dog. I'm I prepared. Just I just really believe in you, and that's really all I want to say. Thank you. And thank you. I wish I wish you would tell my mom and dad that too. So that's good. Yo, well, give me their address. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> All right, here we go. Lightning round. First question. <clears throat> this is going back to Cinema Cramptaculous. Uh, okay. Well, we started in the beginning. What is the best movie to watch and talk shit over the whole time? Mm, that's too hard of a question. Um, um, oh my god. Oh, uh, uh, Team America, World Police. Woo! Wait, wait, you would rather talk over the whole time? Not the whole time, but a lot of it, because you can sing along into I love that movie, and I would okay. watch it, and I like talking about it. Sorry. Hell yeah. No, there are no wrong answers. There's no wrong answers, but I was like, There are times, though, when I, when I disagree with you, and I'll, I'll not disagree, but I'll say that I have, my answer is different. Okay, fine. I would say that the, uh, the movie It, the new one, not the old one with, uh, uh, fuck his name, but the new one, uh, See, I was like, scared. I was like, dude, it was like, it was, I was laughing so hard. I was crying during that movie. <laughs> but that's just cause like we were talking shit the whole time. I better be really scary if I watch about myself in the dark. So I just, I don't do scary movies in general. Like in fact, on cinema craptaculous, Dave and Adam wanted to do, I forget what they wanted to do. And I was like, I'll just show up to the recording and talk about another movie. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, Oh, back to politics. All right. Okay. If you could write your own proposition for the California ballot, and it could be literally anything, you could write whatever proposition you want. What would it be? It would be to end propositions. Done. That's it. Print it. All right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get behind you on that. I don't know if you know this, but I was uh, voted second place uh, for best podcast <laughs> in Nashville, so I got a lot of clout now. 
And I'm going to hit up uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever your governor is now. It's not Arnold anymore, but you could hit him (laughs) up too. He weighs in. It's Gavin Newsom. Yeah, yeah, him. I'll hit hit him up. (laughs) No more props. No No more more props. No more props. You know, I should amend that. Only social issue props. Boom. All right. Um, Moving into some other stuff. Oh, career stuff. Here we go. Uh, If you were scouting locations for a TV show Mm -hmm. with an unlimited budget, what are the top three places you would have them send you to so that you could party while you work? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Okay. So I... I have never been to Switzerland and like the Alps and stuff like that. And I think that would be beautiful and full of amazing food and beer. So that's number one. Um, Where else would I want to go? Man, you know, Game of Thrones, the people that did like the people that the scouts and stuff on that show, dude, they got to see some cool ass shit. Um, So I was kind of like maybe places they went. Where else would I want to go? Where was that? Like, God, it was all over. It was, they did it in Ireland. They did it in like Greenland. They were in like, I think it was South Africa. They were really like all over the literal world. Um, where else would I want to go? Yo, Honestly, I just watched this movie with uh, Jamie Lannister where he like uh, goes to prison and has to join the uh, Aryan Brotherhood and become a white supremacist. But what movie then, was that? Oh, it's called Shot Collar. It's a Netflix okay. film. Uh I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, got it all. Not at all. Not at all. Good old, keep going. Oh, what happened anyways, to Jamie Lannister? Well, anyways, uh, you know how like in do we've been talking about heart, Hollywood heartthrobs this whole thing. We talked about Charlie <laughs> Hunnam, uh, a lot of British dudes too, and like yeah. you know, England's not known for bringing a lot of hot dudes around, but Jamie Lannister, Charlie Hunnam for sure. Uh, I don't know the act, actual actor's name, but I uh, forget it too. Jamie Lannister's his name in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Anyway, in this movie, he's like. All right, I'm not going to do a spoiler alert because this is actually a pretty good movie. I thought I was going to hate it. It was actually really good. He uh, he gets in a DUI and he kills his best friend. He fucks this dude up and he has to go to prison. And while he's in there, he has to join up with the fucking uh, neo-Nazis. And then like, wow. I like, and in this movie, I was like, I was like, yo, this dude's a great actor. Cause he's like a British dude who sounds like, he literally sounds like a hell's angel from like Southern California. Like he could just totally do that voice. And I was like, that's some good acting. Nicholas, I think it's Nicholas Kaust. I think so. He's also not British, FYI. Oh, no shit. He's All right. not. Yeah. Shout out Jamie Lynch. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say Nicholas Cage is no, it's like so Coast good at acting. <laughs> yes, Nicholas Cage, one of our finest American exports. Um, hey man, yeah. I don't know if you've seen Con Air, but that dude threw it dude, down. I don't care what anybody says. Con Air is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Put, that's another good one to talk over. Put the bunny in the back. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, basically anything with Nick Cage is a fucking. Uh, <laughs> you might as well talk over it. Talk Let's shit over it. it. Oh, hey, you got one more, uh, one more spot you can scout locate. For. Oh, you know what? Honestly, this is gonna sound crazy out of the box, but like, if they could send me to the bottom of the ocean like safely and like, do, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. Come on, why not? Let's do it. Oh, like the movie The Meg with uh, Jason Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Hell yeah! So let me see those bottom-dwelling fish. Yeah, actually, this is not not even a question. This is just something I actually was going to bring up. Um, So I I just met you today, like on Zoom. Like, we talked on email and shit. But uh, before I met you, I've only met two other people that have done, uh, who are scout, uh, Mm -hmm. location scouts, whatever. Mm -hmm. And both times it's because I worked downtown in Nashville, 
uh, at bars. Sure. And and then uh, the two times I met people, they were here getting paid to get hammered in Nashville and be like, and they would just they had these, they had really nice cameras and they were shooting yeah. photos. And I was like, you're just partying, <laughs> taking photos of these bars. So. Uh. Go fast job if you can get it. As I assume I don't know. Here's what I'll tell you because I'm a ma- I'm a location manager generally. So like this, and I prime almost exclusively work in LA just because like you sort of get like uh, whatever. I don't do and I, and I'm like because it's not what I want to do. It's not my main job. So I don't like seek out like those big movies where they would send me away. But uh, yeah, like a lot of like just to be a scout to do that, dude. Yeah, what's a better job? They send you somewhere. Your whole job is to go meet people, meet businesses, knock on doors and take pictures. And then, yeah, you can do it. However you get that done is up to you. They don't care. Get those pictures done, upload them to the fucking cloud and you drink the night away. Yeah. No, I remember, I remember like, yeah, actually at both times, both uh, location scouts I met uh, were hammered. And like, and <laughs> By the like, way, <laughs> like local 399. Come on guys. Good job. everybody. Oh, do you Good guys like, job. are you guys like not like part of like those like SAG, you have your own thing? Oh, I'm sad because I'm an actor, but the Teamsters, I'm a Teamster baby. Oh, damn. You are all kinds of unions. I know it's too many. It's I'm oh. unioned up. Yeah. Hey, I'm no, they, union they, proud, they, baby. I wish I had some kind of union because I believe in that shit so much, man. This world needs, I'm a, oh. a huge, huge, huge fan of Kurt Vonnegut and Kurt Vonnegut's a huge, huge, huge fan of uh, uh, unions. And I've always just, my whole life, I've always thought unions are cool, even though I've never been in one. <laughs> Dude, they're game changers. I'm back to politics real quick. Seriously, unions, uh, I would not have health insurance. I would not have any protections. I wouldn't be able to own a home if it wasn't for the union jobs that I have. Boom. Take yeah. that's your PSA. PSA. All right. Yo, put this on the propositions, bitches. Unions. Yeah. For everything. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody, everyone strong. deserves one. You know, if you work at a, a fast food restaurant, you should you deserve a union. Everyone deserves a fucking union. Hell yeah. Wait, is Tennessee right to work? Yeah, we're, it a, is, isn't we're it? a bunch yeah. of, uh, yeah, it's, it's rotten. I told you about the Ku Klux Klan statue. They wouldn't, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. They had to arrest like 47 people and like beat them and mace them and shit before <laughs> they would fucking move it to a different building. <laughs> hey, back to the lightning round. Lightning. It's <laughs> Dude, just like, like lightning. Lightning fast. All right. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize I wrote this one. Okay. Oh. It's going to be gnarly. Will you do an improv with me real quick? Yeah, let's go. Uh, I just did it. I just said yes. I already started. I already started, Doug. Oh, okay. Well, um, I get to like hold imaginary things, right? Like that's part of the whole thing. You can space work it. Yeah, whatever you'd like. Uh, Shit, man. Like I did not prepare for this and I forgot that I wrote this question. Hey, check it out. I just stole uh, Michael Jordan's uh, trophy from the most important basketball game he won. Oh my God. That's, that's, wait, to what? You want to buy it? Of course I want to buy it. I'll sell of it course. to you for like uh, a fraction of what it's worth. I mean, like literally like almost nothing, like pennies on the dollar. You know what? That's the best thing that a husband could do for a wife. Thank you so much, honey. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. See, I, I established a relationship. We got it. It's done. In scene. Holy shit. I was, <laughs> I was glad you kind of like got that like done quick because I was like, I'm going to fucking ruin this. <laughs> oh, wait. I- I had to break it to you. I had to break it to you, Dave or Doug. Oh my God! As I just said, Dave. Dave. Oh, for Damn, fuck's sake! You're stuck in your you're stuck in your improv zone. You think I'm I a know? Dave. I know. I'm a dick. No, I was gonna say I hate to break it to you. All of your podcasts, when you podcast, you're improvising. Boom! Did I just break your brain? Holy fucking shit! 
You broke your brain there, right there. Well, then I'm going to ask you some really stupid ass questions. And it's not <laughs> because I wrote them and then I was stupid before. It's, it's your fault now. All right. <clears throat> What's your favorite Jeff Goldblum movie? Oh, God. Jeff, God, that's a tough, that is a tough one. I, um. He doesn't scanning, have to be the star of it either. He can just be. I know. I'm scanning like Jeff Gold. Like, I hate to, I hate to say it, but Jurassic Park is kind of a good, uh, like. Yeah. It's a good encapsulation of all things Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I'm going to go ahead and say ding, ding, ding. You want another question? You're like, I mean, you're, I think you're, I don't do you want to, do you want a fun Jeff Goldblum flact? Flact? Fact. Yeah, I wanna, he's, got, he's got flacks. When I used to live, he does have flacks. When I used to live in West Hollywood, I used to live across the street from this gym called Crunch, which I think Crunch is like all over. And he worked out at the same gym I did. And this dude picked up chicks every time he went there he would go on the like because like why is jeff goldblum working out at a gym and it's like oh because he'd go on the like stair climber for like two seconds and then he'd like slither up to like a girl oh it was the best he was a pimp this is one of my favorite things actually from the podcast that you did and uh so i was under the impression that jeff goldblum was a sex symbol and i wasn't sure why but it was i think it was maybe because people like they want to seem cool so like oh i like jeff goldblum because yeah. i'm into like kooky dudes but uh, you like straight up on the podcast, you were like, no, he wasn't hot and he did not seem like a sex symbol. And I was just like, nailed it. I really, I mean, sorry, Jeff Goldblum. Like maybe you, you grew into it a little bit, but I was like, really? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever see uh, Thor with Jeff Goldblum? He's funny. No. Fucking it. I, He's funny. Mar- Marvel, like those Marvel movies, like. I oh, that it. Thor! Yes, 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 I did. I'm so sorry. I'm so he, sorry. Like, he yes, owns a planet, and he's like, he's like, oh, uh, oh, you're Thor. Oh, you got the sparkles, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that dude can nail some shit. Oh, here we go. Uh, what's your least favorite Jeff Goldblum movie? I mean, we've talked about it too much, but and most people haven't seen it. But unfortunately, it's vibes. But I was hoping you would say vibes. It's vibes. It's vibes. Uh, you heard it here first, guys. Everybody, go check out vibes. I want everybody. <laughs> Hit me up, send me uh, emails, DMs, everything. I want to know what you think about vibes. I'm gonna watch it myself. So like this will be this is gonna be a whole crowd thing. And uh, I want a piece of the residuals now that we're reviving this movie single handedly from the depths of nothingness. Well, you're in Hollywood, man. Talk to your uh, agents. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) I'm in Nashville, man. I don't. You know, we're over here trying to like get Confederate fucking statues taken down. Uh, Moving on. if you could pick the psychic powers of any character in Vibes, which one would you pick? Now, I know, like I said, probably nobody's ever seen this fucking movie, but I learned from your podcast, each psychic has a different, like, form yes. of psychic power. Yes. Ooh, that is an, an excellent question, and oh, one and, that's very hard. And when you answer it, you have to explain, to like, what their psychic power is, because, like, people probably won't obviously get it. Although yeah. I did say Jeff Goldblum's thing is that he can put something, pick something up, and then he knows where it's been. Is that his yeah, thing? he knows who's like owned it. He can know everything about the object. I think that's a curse. Like I would never want that one because every time you touch something, you get like a whole story. It'd be like, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy could see through objects, like so he could see through anything. 
And then the, it was someone, an X-ray vision. That was his psychic ability. Was X-ray but it, vision? It wasn't X-ray vision because he could also translate languages. Again, the movie is very unclear on a lot of plot points. But you know, I think Cindy Lauper's power is really the one to have. And again, I don't think she really had a power. She had an invisible dead friend that would tell her stuff. So I kind of think I'm fine with like an invisible dead friend who just would uh, like dude, when I did, need him. They did a Michael Sorry. J. Fox movie like that called The Frighteners. I know this movie. Again, vibes took from a lot of movies, guys. <laughs> like, no, Michael J. Fox, like, uh, he has two, he can see, he's like uh, the sixth sense, and he can, he can see dead people, and he has mm-hmm. two dead friends, and they, like, help him scam people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you've heard about that, the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's actually a, one of the guys that, yeah, man, I'm getting on to all kinds of dumb shit. <laughs> this lightning round has been one of the slowest lightning rounds forever. I was going to say, this lightning is very slow. I'm, I'm less scared of it now. Um, and I will, uh, I'll take 100% responsibility for making this so slow. And I know I've had you on here for uh, longer than you thought you'd be here. So I'm going really okay. to ask you the last one. And I'm actually really curious. This is a really curious question. Okay. Because, you know. It better I'm be good. Hollywood dude. I don't know how Hollywood works, but I want to ask you this. When you were on Conan O'Brien uh, and you're in the audience and like, did the people around you know you were an actor before he started talking to you or were you like undercover and they're just like, oh, like this is just a regular person. This is a very good question. And a uh, little Hollywood insider. T- First of all, I don't know a lot about Hollywood. Everybody, I know enough to get by, but I'm not like some insider. But anyway, and I am an insider. Uh, <laughs> That basically, right before the sketch, they place us. Like, there's just, those seats um, are marked off, I think. Actually, I don't know that answer because I'm backstage. I actually, I'm, I, when you show up to be an actor there, they're just like, here's your lines, here's your thing, you're going to do it. But they placed us right before they filmed that bit. So we weren't sitting in the audience, like, from the beginning. Oh, you hadn't, like, you hadn't been hanging out. No, 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 no. Like, oh, who's this chick in the Trump hat that's, like, Wearing goofy clothes and shit. No, no, no. We get we placed right before, like during, because you know they. I think it was a commercial break or something. They placed us right before we were gonna go. Because yeah, and I mean, when we sit down next to all these audience people, of course they're like, "What the hell?" It's pretty funny. I love that show. It's so. It's it's definitely the most fun thing I've gotten to do while I'm here. I mean, it's, it's when you talk about what is the late night experience where it's like, you know, you're backstage and then there's the, the cast of game of Thrones. And then there's a guy in a chicken costume. And then I'm in like a neon green onesie. Like it's, <laughs> so, it's so bananas and it's just so fun. It's fun. Also like shout out to like uh, you on Conan, I would say uh, one thing for people to check out too. Like I didn't bring it up, but uh, <clears throat> you did a, I guess was, this was like recently, like during like quarantine. So oh, yeah. you did like a zoom with Conan O'Brien. Yes. And uh, like you were like, you worked for like uh, Joe Biden's uh, like, or, like, I don't, I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like kind of like blanking here. Like you were like his like campaign advisor or something like that. I, they, I was, I played Joe Biden's campaign manager and yes, I, I filmed it exactly where I'm sitting now. Just like this, just like this, as they sent me the zoom background. Well, the green and it screen? Was, no, it's just this. They gave me a zoom background. And oh, so cool. I put the zoom on and it was, that was it. And uh, which a lot of people asked too, like, did they send a green screen? I'm like, no, they sent me a picture and I lit myself just like this. And, you know, I get on with Conan on zoom and this is exactly how we did it. Just like this. But it was very funny. And that was one of my favorite sketches. Cause a, I got like, one-on-one Conan time and it was you know the pandemic had been going on for three or four weeks so it was all very weird like how are you is everybody okay the producers on whatever 
And uh, the crazy thing is when it comes out, you can go to YouTube and you can see the sketch. How many people thought I was his actual campaign manager? And I was like, that does not, that did not give me a lot of hope for America. And they're like, what is she doing? She has other things to do right now. And I'm like, do you think this person came on Conan O'Brien's show and like said that she like basically fell asleep and was bored by (laughs) Joe Biden? Like, that's not what she would do. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. The YouTube's comment section is a cesspool that I wouldn't recommend anyone go to. No. But uh, but I would recommend anyone go to YouTube right the fuck now and check out you on Conan because you were hilarious as fuck. Uh, honestly, how would you even search that? Just Conan and then Joe Biden? Oh, I manager? just do Trump. Yeah, uh, Conan O'Brien, Joe Biden campaign manager, and it'll pop up. Anyway, it was funny as hell. You're funny as hell. I. Thank you. Just got to say, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, especially on such an auspicious day for me. I mean, I don't want to say I put in a good word for the Nashvillean press paper thing. I don't know who gave it to you, but I bet I put in a good word with them. Oh, it was votes. I actually won that through uh, good old-fashioned democracy. Dude, see, it works. Uh, First of all, everybody should also go vote, especially in your state. It's so important. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, like... We got we got Nashville locked down. It's just yeah. uh, we got some other uh, places around here that aren't so good. Hey, but you know what? Let's end on a happy note. I want to say uh, it's been so fun having you on the show. You're funny as fuck. I want everyone to see everything that you do. And so they can do that. Can you real quick just tell people like uh, where to check you out? Of course. Well, thank you for having me. What a pleasure. Uh, I love it. Um, on uh, like Twitter and Instagram, my handle is tartarsauce one, which is T A R T A R S A U C in the number one. My website is my full name, Tara Jean O'Brien, and everything is pretty much on my website that you can find. And then my prop, uh, little prop series is going to be under at TJ Propular. And uh, I'm sure I'll <laughs> link all of that to my Twitter and my Instagram and my website and all that garbage but that's uh yeah and brother bradley's youtube channel we perform every other saturday for free on zoom you can you know watch and uh type in comments and we'll take your suggestions thank you so much uh thanks for teaching uh charlie hunnam to say tara instead of tara <laughs> and what? and thanks for coming on this podcast tara <laughs> thanks for having me thanks for listening to my views of my own you can contact me at myviewsaremyown.com or on Instagram at myviewsaremyown underscore podcast or on Twitter at myviews underscore podcast. You could email me at myviewsaremyown.podcast at gmail or you could find out where I live and stalk me and leave me creepy weird shit outside my house. And those are like most of the ways you can get at me. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And here's a song.